How's it going, everybody? And welcome to episode number 73 of Master My Garden podcast. Now, this week's episode is one that has been requested by a listener. It's uh, requested by Vinnie Fallon. And it's around, I suppose, employment in horticulture, the, the routes to employment and the education that's available for people who either want to get started or who want to pivot maybe into horticulture later in life. And uh, it's an interesting topic. And I suppose the education piece, it's uh, back in the mid 90s, I went to Warrenstown College, which is no longer a horticultural college. There was also a couple of other colleges at that time doing horticulture and they were diploma courses. They were very much uh, a strong mixture of classroom and practical work. And uh, it was a good type of education because it gave you obviously the the I suppose the educational piece of it, but it also gave you the practicalities of doing it. And it really is a, a great career, but things have changed in terms of education over the years and they have developed, as I say, some of those original colleges were gone, but then they were replaced by, you know, different courses available from different things. And it is evolving pretty much all the time. So to cover the education piece, I'm actually bringing on uh, Fred Townsend, a horticulture lecturer from Kildalton College, formerly uh, a horticultural technician there, but he's now on the lecturing side of it. So perfectly positioned to talk about the education piece. But interestingly enough, Fred, um, I went to college with his brother, Albert, at that time. So uh, there's a bit of a connection there. So, Fred, you're very, very welcome to Master My Garden podcast. Thanks for you. Thanks, John, and thanks for having me and give me the opportunity to come on and talk about um, a little bit about horticultural education. Yeah, great. Yeah. great to have the opportunity. Uh, as I say, when when I went and, and Albert went at that stage, uh, we went to Warrenstown. There was also Kildalton at the time, and they were they were very at that time. They were very much a mix, a strong mix of of the the classroom and the practical the practical side of it. And there were, you know. there, there were John, yeah. Um, so back then, back then there was four. I suppose there was four Chagas colleges. There was Warrenstown, there was the, the Botanic Gardens, there was ourselves, and there was Thermofecum as well. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, with the education was based on practicals um, and work work um, on the sections and and then uh, classroom as well. So I suppose the title has changed, but um, we still have we still run courses uh, similar to that. So what was the old diploma is probably now equivalent to a level six. Yeah, uh, John, which I'll be talking about in another while, but we still try and um, like horticulture is very hands-on, so uh, we try we try and, and and facilitate that by 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 um, running hands-on courses. Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, I think when it comes to you know education from a horticulture's perspective, it, it, it's quite like I always think it's quite like, and obviously it's somewhat related to you know cookery. Um, so in a, in a cookery college or cookery school, you have both the the sort of practical side of it which is an integral part of it but also you have the the sort of education the science and all that so i think yeah that's a nice mix when you're talking about horticulture when you're talking about cooking there's a nice mix of you're not just stuck at a book or a computer all day it is it is a nice mix of practical and and the academic side of it well it it is a good blend john and i think that's important and um 
lecturers just like students we like to get out of the classroom you know horticulture is a, it's an outdoor subject it's um so uh, where possible if we can take it out of the classroom and out into the units or out into the horticultural units that's what we'll do um yeah. all, all the lecturers here all the technicians that's what we want to be also so yeah um we use our facilities as much as we can yeah and we'll talk about i suppose your facilities in, in kildalton college there in a minute if when you when you look at it, there's there's several routes. Like so, the question I suppose is routes to employment and the different types of employment. And and there's many, and they're varied. And I suppose the entry points to employment are different for everybody. So you could have a certain amount of people that have some heritage in it, whether it's a family business that's involved in horticulture, or whether you know there's a graph for it there from you know, maybe previous generations or something like that. And so there's a connection to horticulture. But there's also quite a few people that come to horticulture a little bit later in life and they may have gone down, you know, the route of a corporate job of some sort and then found, well, I hear a lot of stories of, you know, they go into the, the sort of corporate world, into the corporate ladder and they get very much removed from from nature, end up uh, sort of, I won't say burnout, but that type of a thing. And then they, they pivot off into a job that, you know, seems like it's it's bringing you back to a connection to nature, such as horticulture. And you do hear of a lot of a lot of people coming in as mature students who are pivoting later in later in their careers or later in their lives into horticulture. So there's a few sort of avenues to go down from an education piece there's obviously, you know, if you want to just get a taster of horticulture, there's lots of basic level horticultural courses pretty much in every county around the country. And then, um, you know, with a, with a structure on them, they'd be probably level four or thereabouts in terms of the, you know, the grading of what's available. But there's also lots of, if it's just to get a taste of horticulture, there's, a lot, there's lots of private gardening courses being run. And we'll talk about that again a little bit later. But Lots of private gardening courses, so that's a good way to get a a feel for whether horticulture is something that's you know really is of interest to you or really is going to be something that you'd like to to get into. But in terms of formal education, tell us what is available now and yeah. the sort of how <clears throat> how somebody goes about getting into that, or whether that's as you know a young a young person coming out of school. Yeah. Or whether that's a person who is, as I say, pivoting later in life or maybe looking to further educate later later in life. Yeah. Yeah. And you are right, John. And, and, and we have uh, quite a few students, you know, who come to horticulture late in life uh, for various reasons. Uh, one of them being maybe they were in a job that they found was a dead end or they had enough of and that. So you're correct. Uh, just to talk about horticulture, and as you said, there are a lot of courses online and there's part time courses and evening classes and all that. But uh, from say nationwide, any there, there's level four, uh, five and six courses run. Um, I think the ETB, the Education and Training Boards, they run some level four. They would be skills based courses. Um, first of all, uh, ourselves then Chagas, um, and also these ETBs around the country, uh, we come in at uh, level five then. So level five, John, would be akin to first year in the old diploma course. Okay. Uh, and we can do that part time, or you can do it full time. Um, and then level six then is a follow on to level, to level five. So a level five is a, I think it's a very good starting point for anyone starting out. Um, it's a good basic, uh, grounding in horticulture. It's 120 credits, uh, some mandatory subjects, uh, and some electives. 
once you finish level five, then it also includes a uh, four weeks work experience. So you can go and see is this for you and, and yeah. find out. And uh, our students this year on work experience, actually, students coming back, they're not long back now. It was all very positive. They all got on very well and their employers were very happy with them. So that's, that's all was good. When they finish level five, our students are just about to finish up there now. You can then choose uh, to go into level six, which uh, which breaks into four different streams. Then, so there's four different. You have um, you have food production, okay, landscape design and landscape construction, nursery and sports stuff. So at that stage, then you 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 know you, you hone your skills then in either of those four. So that involves again um, some time in the college, and then you go out on block release again, or you go out on um, placement uh, for either um, 16 weeks, or in, uh, for in the case of landscaping, they build a garden here in the college, and they go out for a further eight weeks. So that's our that's our level five and six courses. And and you're saying that the, the level six then, Fred, you're saying that that level six is sort of equivalent to the old di- diploma that was out yeah. there. Yeah, would be at that. Yeah, you'd you'd yeah. be coming in at, uh, at the old diploma course. Anyone out there has the old diploma course? It's equivalent to a level six, John. Yeah. Yeah. But there's also degree courses, John. Then. Um, okay. They're running in conjunction with uh, WIT. So WIT, um, in conjunction with Kildalton College and uh, the Botanic Gardens, uh, runs a degree course, uh, okay. level seven. So that would be probably a little bit more uh, classwork. But again, in second year, uh, students go out in placement for a period of 15 weeks. In that, that's a three-year course. Um, some horticulture, some business, class, uh, some business subjects, and uh, work experience for 15 weeks. So that's kind of a basic breakdown. But um, again, like I was saying earlier on, it's a, a mixture of class. It's a mixture of class, practical and practice. That's what we try to do. Uh, yeah. Those three elements we try to include in all our courses, John. Yeah. So at the level six now, where you're, you're saying now that that's sort of broken down into four streams and you you, ha- you have the options of going into food production, essentially landscape, landscape design, landscape yeah. construction. You have sports turf and you have nursery and that's yeah and actually yeah i suppose when i when i was in college well there was a few there's a few obvious changes anyway that the the streams were pretty much at that stage there was food production or ornamental and i think the ornamental kind of covered sports stuff and and a few years after that then it did sort of break down another bit further where you could go into sports stuff you could go into um, yeah, it's developed over the years, yeah. Developed over the years, yeah. Yeah, the four streams, yeah. The degree courses didn't, well, at, at, when I was, as I say, finishing, which is a good while ago now, but th- th- there was no degree option in Ireland at that point, I don't think. Um, and I know yeah, it was added yeah. afterwards. Yeah, that's that's correct, John. There wasn't because um, uh, I finished uh, a few years before you and I looked into going further and there wasn't many options, maybe um, UCD, but as as far as I know, you might have to go right back to the start okay. um, and start in UCD. So that's not the case now. If you have a level six, if you finish with your level six, it is possible to progress into le- uh, into second year in your degree course. It's it's possible. Now, it's uh, it might involve an interview and it might uh, involve a couple of taking on a couple of extra subjects, but it's a, it's a route that some of our students go. Uh, and it's it's quite a good route because you have um, you have your practical learning behind you from level five and level six, and then you um, go into a second year. So it's 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 an extra year, but it's probably a it's a good route, I think, to a to a degree. Yeah, you know, you're saying when when you're at level six, you you choose the streams. So just 
I know there's a lot, there's probably a lot of modules within that, but just, you know, sort of a basic idea of the modules within each of those streams. What, what, if somebody was considering horticulture, what kind of modules are you looking at in there? So, well, if I was to pick a nursery, I suppose, first of all, it's the one I lecture in. So you'd have, um, you have some um, specialized subjects and some generics. So there's some generic su- subjects across the board, like, um, yeah. say, for instance, uh, plant science, maybe, um, identification, a couple of ones that are, that are of um, soil science that would be generic across the board. And then in the case of nursery, you have nursery is your major, you know, majors. Uh, so nursery stock production and yeah. garden center operations, these are in, in that stream. In food production, then you'd have a horticultural mechanization. Um, hard skills, things like that. So using different machinery that, that would be involved in food production. And then the landscape then would be um, landscape design and construction. Um, and that finishes off actually construction of garden, which the guys are working on at the moment there. Uh, you've given a couple of weeks to, to, to design your own garden and then construct it. And sports turf then would be um, sports sports grass management, uh, turf grass management, things like that. I mean, so they're um, plus the generic subjects. So you specialise, but you still learn the, the basics and the fundamentals. Um, you have to specialise in also. Yeah. So you, you you learn you learn the fundamentals of horticulture, which yeah is relevant to all the categories, no matter which or the streams, yeah. no matter which way but you go. While you're still while you're still majoring on in one of them. Yeah. 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 Um, so I'll, just on the, on the landscape one. So currently your students that are finishing third year is are, are, are there constructing a garden that they've designed themselves? Our, on? our level sixes, our, our level six students, John, the ones who's, who um, chose um, landscape design. Yes. Uh, they've finished now. Now they do eight weeks um, of a placement um, in a lands, in a land, with a landscaper or with um Go to landscaper or parks and gardens, something to that effect. Yeah. But they also have to constru- design and construct the garden during the year. So um, they're they're actually, as we speak now, they're down uh, constructing the garden, and they'll do that over um, maybe a three four week period. Um, and they'll be supervised, but it's all their own work. And um, there's been some great gardens produced over the years. Yeah, it's uh, brilliant to have that facility. You know, have yeah, that facility yeah. that that they're able to do that on the site and and. Uh, Design, as you said, design and construct their own garden. It gives them real hands-on sp- experience, and then from from your side, who who are assessing it, it, it's a it's a great way of it's a great way of assessing what would be a very difficult thing to assess without having that practical element. So, it's great that you're able to do that down there. Yeah, it's, it is good, John, and uh, I think it's at the end of maybe this week or next week we'll we'll go down and we'll assess them, and we'll, um, they're supervised as they go along, and the quality of their work. The low ground as well as up ground is 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 um is all graded, but um they they would have learned the basic skills at level five and then at level six I suppose again and uh, they honed them you know so yeah. um, I have to say they're doing a great job down there. There's been some great gardens over the years and this year is no different. Yeah, Brilliant. it is. It's it's lovely to have the facilities to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's, it's you know it's real learning. Yeah. Um. Then as. As somebody starts to move, so the degree element of it then, as you go up to, to level seven and... Yeah, and it, so um, I, I didn't mention, by the way, John, these you can apply online for all of these and there's, there's no points. You just have to be seven, 17 years of age in order to um, apply for the level five course. Um, if you're to do a degree course, then uh, there, there are points involved. You, you apply through the CAO, but there's a point uh, somewhere around 240, maybe 260 points. Okay. Um, uh, John, or you can uh, apply 
also uh, you know if you like yourself if you degree you could you could an old diploma uh, you could apply as well and uh, you could they could look at previous learning and, and see where you can okay and based on experience yeah. and lear- and previous learning yeah, you, yeah, you may yeah. you may get in to do your to finish off your degree that. john yeah yeah um so at at level 5 with level 5 and 6 there's no points requirement for for somebody who's coming out of school there's no points requirement, uh, okay. John. No, no. Hopefully, um, everybody will get. You know, you might not be guaranteed a place, but everybody can apply. Yeah, that's very good. And then now to to apply for level six, you have to have a level five. Um, you know, you have to complete a level. Yeah, you five. have to do, do not one necessarily with Chagas uh, a level five um, from an ETB anywhere in the country. Okay. And there are there's not as many people offering level six as Chagas, and there are a couple of different centres around the country also doing yeah. level six. Yeah. Yeah, then for somebody who who has, you know, like myself, for example, um, who has a, has a diploma, an old diploma, basically, I apply for 11.7, I go through an interview process, they look at previous, um, previous, previous uh, learnings yeah. and so on, yeah. and you, you, you get accepted or not at that point, based on, yes. on previous yeah, experience. Yeah, you get accepted, John, and you could be, you know, you might go into with an old degree, you could go into second year or third year or sorry, with an old diploma, second year or third year, and you might have to take on extra subjects and that. But yes. it's, um, in fairness to WIT, uh, they're very easy to work with and they'll work it out for you, you know, so it is an option. And um, somebody who has uh, no horticultural experience and who's looking to pivot into horticulture, they have to start then at level five. Am I correct in saying that? Well, uh, yeah, unless they have the points, uh, John, to get in at level seven, but it would be a good place to start at level five. And oh, you know, yeah. But you asked me earlier on, you mentioned earlier on then, John, about people maybe for second career choices and the likes. Um, so all yeah. our courses now, are level five and six, can be completed either full-time or part-time. So we have a part-time option. They're known as component awards. Okay. Um, so you can come and, and dip, your, dip your feet, I suppose. You can say you can do a component or two or three or four within the year and you can build up to your um, to get your 120 credits and you 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 can get your level five and six that way though so you can do it part-time as well um now it still involves uh being on site most of the time but um yeah. you know if you're if, if we're accommodating so if you're working um or if you're part-time working it's possible to train up in horticulture while working yeah very good so i suppose that's the the sort of education piece now and i know after that, if you if you want to go down, there is other specific channels that you can go down, and there's coll- other colleges around the world that you can go to. You know, specialized in garden design. If you wanted to do a certain college's garden course, you can do that. And there's you know there's other there's other components of horticulture that you can do outside of Ireland as well. So there you know there's other options there as well. But after somebody has gone through their their sort of I suppose, education piece and, and they have whetted their appetite and they're looking for a career path. And I guess this has changed over the years too because when I was in college, the, I suppose, the the options were, again, either you went sort of ornamental or you went food. And, you know, it was a little bit more limited, I think, than it is now. There seems to be a lot more options jobs-wise and employment-wise out there. There is, there is, John. Yeah, there's um, 
up, cropped up and things maybe that weren't, uh, say, when we were in college. Um, one of them is um, uh, kind of old um, estate gardens. There seems to be a lot of jobs coming up in, uh, you know, renovating old state estate gardens, either as a kind of a country garden um, as part of a hotel or just um, maybe on a small scale food, food production. There's, there's jobs in that area. Um, and then there's a lot of jobs uh, for people who are self-employed to, you know, as in online kind of things. And those were things that weren't around in the past. But, they're, you know, so it's, it, there's um, with a good imagination, with a good attitude, there, there's, there's several options now that wouldn't have been available in the past, John. Yeah. Yeah, there's lots of lots of options. And I, I think even within the traditional, like if you went back to when I was in college, uh, sports turf and the sports turf side of it was... With, with the odd exception around the country, it was throw on a bit of fertilizer, make sure it's green for the day of the match or the the day of the tournament. And other than that, there wasn't a huge amount of, I suppose, in depth um, knowledge. But if you look at sports turf now, that is a seriously skilled, um, very, very scientific area. So you're looking at. You know, soil, soil health, you're looking at nutrition, you're looking at balancing that. And again, it's a much more comprehensive and I suppose it's a, it's a much more appreciated career than it might have been, say, 20 years ago. It so is, that's John, yeah. a development. It's recognised, you know, um, I mean, it's a science. Um, sports surf is a science and I think it's recognised now. And as you say, uh, the GEA fields all over GA and, and soccer and all the rest. Um, uh, yeah, they realise that now and to have their pitches and, and pitches are busier than ever now. Uh, more and more teams are playing. And so to, to make them playable for longer, um, you have to apply, you know, you have to have a programme and you need people who understand soil science and sports turf and uh, I think most GA yeah. fields in the country now and soccer fields and the rest are employing a professional um, to some degree anyway if, if not for if not for to do to carry out the work certainly to advise them uh, we have a very good um, a very good uh, sports turf teacher here in Kildalton Eamon, Eamon Keeley um, sports, sports turf and uh, golf course as well yeah he's very well known throughout the country and uh, very much on top of his game and um, so we're very lucky to have him and he teaches that side of things here in Kildall. Yeah, and I guess the other area that would have developed as well, again, landscaping and I suppose landscape design, even nursery, that has developed over the years as well because back 20 years ago, again, I suppose the range of plants that the consumer were looking for was relatively limited. Now, I won't say very limited, but relatively limited. Uh, by comparison to the types of plants that you'll see in your typical garden centres now. So the, the range has developed. That means that the knowledge that you need to, to grow that range at nursery level has developed accordingly. And then I suppose from a landscape perspective, if you went back, if you went back to that time as well, the landscape industry went through, I suppose, a boom through the, through the noughties. Um, and landscaping became a normal part of every of every household whereas prior to that it, it it was probably a little bit more basic so that has developed out as well and there's probably a lot more jobs in that section there is uh john well i was just reading an article there john before i came on there where uh consumer gardening spend 2020 was the highest ever that was a, that was That's an right, article yeah. on connected um yeah. so you know i mean it is a good time to get into horticulture at the moment because there are opportunities 
Uh, I think COVID has had a huge positive. Often in horticulture, there's, there's negative effects. Every time the wind blows, it, it affects horticulture. When there's a recession, it affects horticulture. But this time, I think COVID has had a real positive effect on horticulture. People have had time to look at their gardens again. People have time to spend, to have a little few pounds that they weren't spent in elsewhere, socialising or whatever, and they've spent it on their gardens. They've employed, um, they've taken on landscapers and that. So there's a real um, positive, um, you know, aura around horticulture at the moment. And hopefully now some of that will disappear as the country opens up. But if we can hold on to a, a certain percentage, it's good news, John. I mean, there's a shortage of plants this year. Uh, yeah. Very hard to get get new plants. Hard to get bedding. It's great. So you know, for anyone who's starting out, um, and if if you look at the opportunities and look at the niches, there is opportunities in horticulture. There's no doubt. Yeah, for sure. And there is, uh, like, there is that element of people had nothing else to do last year. And I spoke about it quite a few times on the podcast since last year. Uh, my podcast launched pretty much at the time that COVID hit. Um, so I suppose I saw and. Uh, everybody that works within the industry saw the boom that came and is still there because people literally had nothing else to do. And you're right in what you're saying in that people will, will gravitate. Some people will gravitate away from it. Uh, but I do think that people have found during that time that it's a nice thing to do. It's a, it's a very good thing to do with children. It's a relaxing thing to do. And they've, they've seen and felt all the benefits of that. So while they may not, all the spend that was there in it for the last whatever 18 or 19 months that may not remain there but definitely there will be a residual benefit from this for the for the horticultural industry going forward and yeah and off the back of that for somebody who's looking at horticulture as a career or horticulture as a you know as an education entering into education there's definitely it's a positive time to be entering and entering that that sort of market or that that space I'd always say to students to study the trends and see what's happening out there. And the trends in horticulture are good. And one of, you know, like grow your own is huge at the moment. Uh, produce your own, those kind of things. Um, and, you know, if you, obviously to grow your own or, or you produce them for them, for the, for, for the consumer to finish them. These are areas. Um, um, growing houseplants is, is another expanding. So there are areas if you, people... Um, and then yeah. the trend for new plants. Everybody wants new plants that weren't in the gardens until last year, and so on. So there's certain trends there, and if you if you you know if you pick up on those trends, it's it's a good place to start. Yeah, for uh, sure. And give the consumer what they want. Yeah, I think there's and and we've touched on it a little bit. Is is that there's again there's probably completely new avenues. Like I I've said that the sports turf industry has developed out over the years, and there's more opportunities there. Um, the the nursery the nursery side of the business has expanded out and there's more opportunities there than there was. There is also, I suppose, as we've both kind of alluded to, there is totally new, there's totally new potential ways that, that somebody who, who's going to make a career out of horticulture can now generate revenue that, that just wasn't there 20 years ago. And I had to give a talk to some horticulture students a couple of months back and you know, that was one of the questions, the, the, where do I go in terms of a job? And we'll talk about a few things and a few challenges in a minute. But a good, a good couple of examples, there's, there's a guy I follow on Instagram and he essentially, he does topiary. So he's very, very good at it, does it, as you said, in estate gardens and so on. So he'll go in and he'll make a, 
a box, a box, an out of shape box shape uh, plant into a perfect cone or perfect ball. And he's he's really skilled at it. You know, he's somebody who has been doing it for a long period of time. But but now he documents everything on Instagram and he has a huge amount of followers on Instagram. Now, in terms of his day job, which he gets paid for going into an estate garden or going into a hotel and tidying up or creating a, a, a piece of topiary, he's still quite limited in that there's only so many pieces. There's only so far you can travel within a day. But now he has this second sort of, I would imagine, fairly substantial potential revenue, revenue stream on the side where he's demonstrating how to do it. He has a lot of followers. He gets ad revenue. He also sells products that he uses himself through his Instagram shop. And so that's something that just wasn't there 10 years ago, let alone 20 years ago. And that's, that's, yeah. there's a hell of a lot of, and we spoke about this off air as well, there's a hell of a lot of really good gardeners around the country, people who have opened gardens, people who previously gave lectures in gardening. And COVID has forced this somewhat, but it was happening anyway. These guys now all have uh, gardening masterclasses online. They have um, how to build your own garden, how to grow your own veg from scratch and all these things that, OK, they still do their day job of gardening or um, growing vegetables or whatever the element of their day job is. But now they have these other ways of making money purely down to the down to the Internet, basically. And and I think that's important for somebody who's either entering into horticulture as a as a new young person that open your mind up to these other possibilities and also for somebody who's in there already and and maybe feels you know a bit stuck there is other options now and other revenue streams now that just weren't there even 10 years ago yes that's right uh, john i mean one student pointed out to me there in the presentation um how ireland has probably come on by about five years uh, because of COVID, because we had to, we had to find ways around. Um, so the likes of Zoom, we're all used to Zoom now. We're all used to um, MS call, all of these Microsoft calls, but we we had never heard of them. Um, yeah. I work in education, and we hadn't heard of them, and so it's opened up new avenues. Um, garden centres had to learn how to click and collect. They had to learn how to sell online. They had to update their websites. So it's again really positive. It's um, we've all um, had to up our game in the IT world, and and, and that that's bought itself. And there's people who are expert gardeners, expert whatever, but they didn't know how to use a computer, but now they do. Yeah. And so yeah, there's, that's going to generate. But I just want to point out as well, John, where there's, while there's new, there's lots of new skills and, and IT and all that, there's also skills that we'd love to see students, older skills, skills that have been around for, 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 for hundreds, maybe thousands of years, like budding and grafting, John, and there's not enough people doing it. Um, yeah. If you talk, you're going to be talking to, I believe, it to the um, industry next week, and um, they'll tell you like that. But you know, it's very, very hard to get someone to bud trees, to graft trees, to do the skills, the real skills of horticulture. And there are opportunities there as well. Uh, yeah, that's now, a uh, that's a nice kind of sort of segue into the next part of what I wanted to talk about because yeah, yeah, like budding and grafting is an absolute essential part of making sure that. The plants that people require, that the plants that the consumer requires are in the garden centers. And there's a huge skill shortage for skills like that. Now, the, I suppose there's a challenge there. Number one, there's a challenge for, for the, the commercial nurseries or the landscape industry in that 
there's an expectation of getting somebody with those skill levels, which while while in some ways they're a basic skill, they're also a skill that not anybody can do. You know, there is a level of skill there that just can't be done by the normal person. But I think as an industry, and this is not just unique to Ireland, it's it's generally, but I think we see the effects of it currently in Ireland is that people are finding it really hard to get and retain uh, staff. But they're also probably, if you look at the, I suppose the competitors to, to that young talent, the competitors that, to that young talent in Ireland now are the pharma plants, the, you know, the, the big, I suppose, multinational companies. And they're, in terms of wages, they're paying a lot higher than, say, the horticultural industry is for next to no skills at certain levels. And and that's the challenge where it's a it's a highly skilled job that we're that people are needed for, but the wage levels are not there. And I suppose that's the challenge. That that is a challenge, John. Yeah, but you alluded to it earlier on. Um, you know, it's a, it's about quality of life too, and maybe the focus for a while is on is on money. You know, but um, the quality of life has to come into the picture at some point. And that's why, yeah. I suppose, you mentioned about mature students and people leaving jobs where you know where you're just doing the same job day in day out. And maybe looking for a healthier alternative. Um, for the skill shortage, then I I'd say it to students all the time. I'd love to see students, good students. I'd like to see them going to Holland, maybe Belgium, uh, Germany, and and honing those skills. Uh, I I just I'm nursery, so I just picked nursery. I'd picked uh, grafting and budding, but there's lots of skills across the board. Yeah. You mentioned topiary, things like that. Um, they're young. They're coming in here, 17, 18 years of age. They spend two, three years. Um, honing the skills and coming back and being of real value then and very employable. And I won't say name your price, but certainly you, you're going to up your value by doing things like that, you know. I mean, yeah, I think that's... Uh, we do we do practicals here, like going to, you know, the Dutch, the Belgium, the Belgium uh, Germany. That's where they do it on a much bigger scale, on a bigger scale. And if we could go away and bring some of that home back to Ireland, because... Um, there's there's real opportunities there, you know. Yeah, for sure, and I think that, that that's an industry challenge where the you know they want great staff, but the wage levels by comparison to who they're competing against are, are just quite low. But then if if you're looking at it from a student perspective, um, as you said, you need to look at the the bigger picture. There's other opportunities. Um, so if you're able to like that guy with the topiary, if you're able to go away and hone budding and grafting as and become a master at that you're highly employable number one within the industry but you're also able to demonstrate those skills to a wider audience now because of online and that in itself can bring i suppose additional revenue streams for somebody who's looking at it from because at the end of the day it's lovely to have a career that's that's nice, but it has to pay the bills and, and it has to pay the bills to the sort of industry or to the competitors to that industry that are out there. Uh, and I think that's that's a critical point. Horticulture as a as a career, it's a lovely career. Um, I generally find and you can tell me your thoughts, but I've worked in the industry now for 25 years and generally speaking, Everybody within the industry is, a, is you know, they're nice people. It's a nice industry to work in. It's, as you said, it's a booming industry at the moment, uh, particularly off the back of the last 18 months. But I think generally it's a good industry to work in. Uh, you have the benefit of, for a lot of the time, being able to be outside, which is great. 
Uh, now, obviously, we're in Ireland and uh, we get quite a lot of rain and a lot of cold and, and so on. And it's not always shorts and, and sandals type weather. But at the same time, it's a healthy career choice. You meet a lot of nice people within it. And generally speaking, it is a, is a good industry to get into. Yeah, I'd agree with you on that one, John. You know, when um, we're we're a, a kind of um, there's good camaraderie, I'd say. You know, when you, when you go to different shows and that, um, you you meet different people. The likes of the Gloss Show or Bloom, and the likes you meet people. Yeah, um, everybody kind of knows everybody in the industry. And I have to say, you know, people out, even though you might look at maybe narrow-minded, they were competing, but um, people tend to help one another if they have information. They'll share information. Um, any way they can to help you. So yeah, it's we're surrounded by good people in this, yeah, in this industry, which is you couldn't be said of of every industry, but yeah, yeah, we're, it, we're it, it's a way. good, it's a good, healthy industry to be in as well. Good, good for the soul, um, and a nice, I suppose, a nice um, career path. So I think, it, like, if if somebody is considering as a as a, as a young person getting started in horticulture, I think there's you've given a good overview of the sort of channels they can go down and then in terms of employment you've shown uh, and we've shown the sort of various and and many different roles that are available to people now that weren't weren't there maybe 20 years ago so it's great to see that expansion and I think also for somebody who's looking to pivot into horticulture there is loads of options there even within your own counties you can get in at your your level five which gives you a taste for it and then you can you can progress from there or you can become whatever it is a landscaper or a, or a gardener or whatever it is from there so there is there's lots of options for someone who either wants to start fresh into horticulture or pivot into horticulture and i think you've given a great job of of explaining of explaining the courses that are on offer yeah well of course it's all you know it's online as well ours and every other course is online as well john you know if you want a bit more information on them or how to get in or what's involved it's all up there on the and in our case, on the Chagas, Chagas website, just going to horticultural courses. But like I had a quick look online, there's lots of different courses up there as well, just to be, um, you know, to get into horticulture. And then there's great uh, opportunities to progress. That wasn't there in our time, John, now. So you can progress from a level five to a six to a seven and so on, and even into a, a le- an honours degree uh, if you want, you know. I, I do, do think, though, John, I know you're going to be talking to industry. I think there is a, I, I do find now myself, I was out in a school recently there and I, I asked the question, what is horticulture? And I was amazed that a lot of the students, this was a transition year, they didn't actually know what horticulture was. And when I asked them, was landscape and horticulture, was growing potatoes horticulture, they didn't actually know. So that's uh, when we wonder why we can't get people into um into colleges or or into horticulture, into the industry, maybe they don't know enough about it. It's, it's not it's not in the schools enough. Maybe that's where we need to start. You know, yeah, I don't know what actually covered that is. Yeah, well, I suppose I covered an episode on on school um, gardening a few weeks back, and yeah. it's it's really interesting because again, if I look at when I was a child, okay, I live in the country, so I have that benefit, obviously, of being able to see these things, but. Loads of people, almost everybody I knew was growing something. You had they were growing potatoes or yeah, growing vegetables yeah. or they were growing strawberries. There was people growing flowers and and I suppose everybody was at it. And then there was that and again I I, I understand I have the benefit of living in the country, so it was more but even even within the towns and the cities at that time there was a lot of growing going on. People grew their own food and then there was a gap and, and I think now it's important to get people that back to that because Children 
need to understand where their food comes in my opinion they also need to understand nature know how to know what's happening in nature know how to respect it and i suppose horticulture feeds directly into all of those and you know i do think it's important that there is school gardening as part of a part of the curriculum to be honest with you um the from a purely from an academic side and also from a productivity side there are several studies now from around the world, pretty comprehensive ones, that show that where schools have school gardens and they actively take part in it, their ability, the students' ability to take on information across all subjects is increased dramatically by having that time in the garden, in that, in that natural space. It's not necessarily to do with horticulture, but it's, it's an important element of why schools should have gardens and then following yeah. on from that then they build up this sort of knowledge that carries with them and then from a big we're talking about you know big pharma companies or multinational companies but any of those people and this is a proven proven studies from japan where if they add workplace gardens and again it's not really education but the point is they have seen a huge increase in productivity but also the people who are doing it they're they're possibly lear- learning something for the very first time or seeing something for the very first time. So that all feeds into it. And you're you're right in that it needs to be instilled early. It's a, it's a good place to start. It needs John, to be yeah. instilled early. And there's great satisfaction for children. Uh, you know, if it's a packet of seed or whatever, I see with my own children to do a little bit of it, maybe not enough, or it's not uh, officially on the, on the curriculum. But, you know, when they see their own seeds come up, uh, which invariably they will, it's, it, there's a great buzz yeah, from a- that, you know. Uh, we're in horticulture years, John, and still a good feeling when you when you root your own cuttings, when you grow your own plants. It's why we're in it, isn't it? Yeah, it's a buzz, but mm. and it it is it, it's giving you that I suppose understanding of nature and of the environment, and it gives you the respect of it as well. So I think that's you know they're all critical parts, and you're right, they do need to be instilled instilled early. Mm. Um, you've given a great overview of all the courses. Um, of what's available and how somebody can get into it we've kind of talked a bit about the routes of employment and as i say it's great to see that there is so many new routes now that just weren't there years ago so that's great and uh, i hope i've covered off the the question i think i have quite well for for vincent fallon it was it's uh as i say it's a it's a really great industry to work in um definitely a lot of nice people in it and i and i think it's a, it's a good career and and education choice for somebody fred uh, it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast and um, i know we we talk quite regularly anyway we often well, bump into one another on on, on the, the side of football field, pitches the side of the football field yeah. yeah 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 but it's been a real pleasure having you on and uh, you've given great knowledge so thank you very very much for coming on master my garden podcast thanks john thanks for having me and thanks to vincent for asking the question and um, uh yeah it was great to great to talk i love to talk horticulture john thank any time so that's been this week's episode. Uh, huge thanks to Fred for coming on. It's it's like it's uh, there's good options there, very good options, and a lot more expanded options than were previously there. And there's also, you know, there's there's levels that you can get in at that you're not straight away committing yourself to to an ever career. You can get in there and test it out at the at the the sort of level four, level five, test it out, see if it is for you. And then you can develop it on from there up to whatever level that you choose to go to. Um, then there's so many different possibilities in terms of employment. So there's, there's great options out there for people. And I think, I think it is definitely for me anyway, it is a great career choice for someone to get into. 
Um, if you're enjoying the podcast, please share it with all your gardening friends and, and like this episode, which was requested by a listener. If there's any episodes you'd like me to cover, just let me know. Happy to cover them. Love covering the episodes requested by, by listeners, as I say. And that's pretty much this week's episode. Thanks for listening. And until the next time, happy gardening.